I don't bake for myself anymore. I sometimes am not able to bake for my friends' birthdays. Hmm. I remember when I had just got in my kitchen done. I would go and you know just work out of there or sit there. Now as soon as my work is over, I want to get out of there, and I end up baking something every day for videos and for content. I don't remember. I think the last time I baked without a camera recording it, hmm. which is sad, sad to be honest. This season on No Sugar Code, we're going back to where it all started. food i'm sitting down with the mavericks of the culinary space to talk about their journeys the drive required to follow a passion and what makes a food business successful i'm pooja dingra chef and founder of love 15 patisserie welcome to my podcast no sugar code where the sugar stays in the kitchen and out of the conversation i've had the pleasure of being a part of the culinary journey of the internet's favorite baker i'm talking about shivesh bhatia who was a promising talent even when he interned in my love 15 kitchen now shivesh is a social media darling and the author of four cookbooks so how do you strike a balance between life online and offline shivesh tells us more shivesh thank you so much for being here and <laughs> you look like you've seen a ghost okay it can't be as chill as us having a normal conversation of course because it's <laughs> extremely quiet here So I'm going to try and talk in my ASMR voice oh, yeah. <laughs> for your listeners. <laughs> you know, while I was putting down my questions and notes, I was trying to think of the first time that we actually met. Yes. And I was like, wait, his handle is Shivesh seventeen. I think I met him when he was seventeen years old. No, I think it used to be Shivesh sixteen, and that's when we met. And the idea was to kind of. I met you when you were sixteen years old. I think so. Yes. And the idea oh, was to update so my old. handle name every year when on my birthday. But, but I did it once, and then I was like, okay, maybe this is not <laughs> that great an idea. So it's been Shivesh seventeen yet, but I think we met when it was Shivesh sixteen. Shivesh sixteen. Sixteen. Oh yeah. wow, he was like child. I remember I was at my Bandra store. Instagram was yeah. very new, so what sixteen? That was what ten years ago. Yeah, you weren't at your Bandra store. I was at your Bandra store, uh-huh. and uh, I picked up the macarons. And you posted, a picture. and I posted a picture, and you asked me if I'm still around to come over to your studio. So we met there. Ah, uh, I have a picture from it as well, which yeah, I yeah, and you had just me. come from yoga. Hmm, and I looked great. Yes, uh, <laughs> with many filters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was the first time, and I still and I remember it so well. Is like that I remember crazy? everything so well. And that was just the start of. Everything. I mean, exactly. it's great to see what all has happened after that. Yeah. But at that point, you were just baking from home. I think even I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> at that time, I was baking and I was just sharing a few pictures here and there, just as like a hobby thing. You know, we talk about this a lot because all of us are like, we started baking when we were young yeah. and with our grandmoms. Yeah. You don't have any story like that. What is your like baking story? So I didn't actually end up baking until I took up baking seriously, to be honest. So my nani and my mom used to always bake, but I was always the one eating. I would never really participate. My only contribution would be to just like lick the batter maybe and just say, okay, this is nice or. You know nothing beyond that, and it was only when I was in I think eleventh grade, and when my nani wasn't well, my cousins and I we literally just got pre mixes and ready made frosting, and that was my first baking experience. It was just supposed to be something that we did like the four of us to keep ourselves busy and to also kind of try and recreate the chocolate cake that my nani used to make. And uh, after that, I just randomly took it up so seriously. So baking was not something that you did. On the side, when you were actually studying law, and you were thinking of taking yeah, exam, imagine law. 
I just took CLAT classes and that's because my mom used to tell me you'd make for a great lawyer so I just thought that okay maybe she's <laughs> right and now that I think about it I feel like she would have said that to me about anything I remember that I would do school and then directly from there I would go for my law coaching classes and I used to have a horrible time but I still did that for an entire year and now I just feel that I could have done so much with that time but it's also something that I know for a fact that there were so many other children in my class who were doing the same thing mm-hmm. and you kind of feel that pressure that okay you're in 11th and you need to kind of think about career and what you want to do later and uh, it just seemed like something that I would be good at and which is why I kind of got into it but then you didn't end up I think I didn't even complete the entire coaching and I kind of have realized that it's my thing you know if there's something that I don't like I end up then not doing it I think that's good that you know what you yeah. want to do and not. So I know that you started your baking journey and then eventually at one point you were thinking like, oh, maybe I should go to culinary school. Yes. And that was a big thing, right? Because you Correct. were like, I don't know if people will take me seriously or will I have yeah. credibility if I haven't gone to culinary school. Correct. And I said, just work first. That's yeah. my advice that I give everybody yeah. when they come to me and they're like, oh, we want to do this profession. I said, just work in yeah. the kitchen once. And then you came to do an internship with us. Which, you want to talk about that experience? <laughs> I don't think like, you should talk about that experience because then everyone would expect, expect to do that. Yeah. No, but it was like a 10-day sleepover, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. And we did everything. But, you know, I feel like it was longer than 10 days, mm-hmm. I think. But I learned 14. so much. And I think that also kind of helped me realize, again, as you said, that I would have probably really regretted going to mm-hmm. a culinary school because I realized that it's not just the kitchen that I enjoy being a part mm-hmm. of because I remember with you we did so much ideation about events and again like so many other things that you do just beyond baking and uh, the mm-hmm. kitchen part of it so I realized that my interest lies not just in doing that but also the other things and uh, I wanted to continue doing all of it and not just probably make the same things mm. for like a certain set of customers. Yeah, because that's what running a, a pastry shop or yeah. being in a kitchen is, right? It's very like monotonous and you're doing the same thing over and over again exactly. every single day. Yeah. And I think people don't realize that. And, and to be away from the phone for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to when you decided that now you didn't want to do law and all of that, how did you have that conversation? I know your parents are very supportive yeah. because I know them. But was that an easy conversation to have? How did that go down? To be honest, I feel like I've eased them into letting them know that I'm going to do what I actually feel like doing because for me, not taking up maths after class 10th was a big deal in my family, yeah. I remember. And my dada, who was a professor of economics in uh, Sri Ram College of Commerce, in that vacation period between 10th and 11th, sat me down and like his mission was to convince me to not drop maths. And he kind of got all the 11th, 12th maths book and he thought that over the summer I'll teach you trigonometry (laughs) and that basically was an extremely counterproductive exercise because uh, exactly the opposite of what he was aiming to achieve happened and I was the first one in the family to not do math I was the first one to take up arts and about the law thing I think at that time I was really confused and I was doing a little bit of everything I just didn't do the law classes I also appeared for IHM entrances But I think that's a great Uh, approach, right? Like you have to try different things to see what really sticks and what feels right. And I think I was in that phase when I probably take extreme measures and I put these things to action too soon, which I think has gotten better over time. But that's something that I did. And for me to have that conversation at home was going to be extremely dramatic because to drop out of 
a college course is something that I genuinely didn't think anybody at home is going to be okay with. Mm-hmm. But I was so surprised because when I actually brought it up, even my dadi was like, "Yahi to time hai risk lene ka." Agar oh, wow. abhi nahi loge, and I was like, "Chalo now if dadi is convinced, then." And I was, you know, even the dropping out, I was self doubting and questioning my decision so much. But just having that one conversation at home gave me yeah. so much clarity, and even my dad was like, "You were trying to fix something that wasn't broken in the first place." See, so I was like, "Okay, <laughs> all right." Because they see and, it, uh, they see the potential, they yeah. see what you build. I think we just doubt ourselves so much. When I came back from culinary school, I was working out of my parents' home yeah. kitchen, right, for three months. And after three months, my mom was frustrated because I was just in the kitchen, like creating yeah. chaos for them. And my dad was like, "You have to move out and get your own space." And yeah. being twenty-three, you're like, "Oh my god, I have to pay this so rent." So much response. And I remember, like, when we went to sign the lease, it was like an option of signing the lease for three years or five years. Yeah. And if you signed it for five, you were getting a better deal. But mm-hmm. I was just so like, "Yeah, I don't know if I want to commit to this. I don't yeah. know if this is what I want to do. What if it fails?" And my dad is like, "You cannot think of failure when you're starting something yeah. new." When it comes up, if it comes up, you deal with it. But you just have to go ahead and do it, right? Correct. And I stayed in that kitchen, the studio that yeah, you yeah, came yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. I stayed there for like seven, eight years. No, I think parents do have that special yeah. superpower. I think because even my parents, I think, looked at content creation as a full time profession even before I did. Really, and that's saying something because they have no. blueprint or they haven't seen anybody execute something like that and again as i said i come from a family with a um, commerce background mm. or like they're doctors mm. and all of that so it's all very very traditional mm. but i just feel like i lucked out in terms of getting support to be able to do something which is not extremely yeah. mainstream so you've written four cookbooks yes. now and when you first started you were quite unprepared for the amount of work that would go yeah. that actually go into a book i know we've had several yes. conversations about that typing every single word styling yeah. and you also shoot Correct. everything yourself yeah. which is crazy i don't know why you would do that <laughs> but what are some of the things that you learned writing your first cookbook that helped you with writing the rest i think the one thing that i learned from trying to do it on my own is that you can't do everything on your own and i think that's my biggest learning i got the first person to join my team in the last month when i was just supposed to submit everything and i was a mess and i realized that maybe it wasn't that great an idea to try and do everything on your own and i think that's been the biggest learning for me and i've kind of always kept that in mind now if there's anything that i feel that i might not be able to do a good job at mm. while still trying to learn it i always try and get like a person on board who would yeah. do a better job at taking care of that particular task so building a team getting people on board is something that i learned are you still shooting all your pictures yourself that i am because i personally <laughs> really enjoy that process yeah but uh, i realize that maybe say typing everything is you not, know not yeah. and the amount of time taken to put each book together has gone down so much which means that i can actually do more books mm. and uh, the efficiency of course has increased so i feel that the process of now doing books has become so much more enjoyable because i have you know the right team helping me with the right things and i think that's just so important and how do you think you've become better at writing recipes from your first book to The fifth one is coming up. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I've just, I'm still working on the fifth one, but <laughs> I just feel that when I was working on the first book, I assumed a lot of things that 
ये तो सबको पता ही होगा तो इसको एक लाइन में एक्सप्लेन कर देते हैं So I think I am somebody who's always you know averse to change. I mean and I thought great for somebody who's on social media especially with the pace that it's all changing at but I always like to kind of like if I'm comfortable with something I would want that okay even if others are doing it I'm happy with what I'm doing let me just do this. So for me I've always been a photo person. I've mm. always been behind the camera. I've always enjoyed taking pictures and styling food and taking style pictures of the desserts that I would bake and things used to be much easier because you would just bake and then you would just take one picture and you're done yeah. and then for me to suddenly be in front of camera to talk to interact and then you also open yourself up to like a big audience that is going to criticize not just the recipes not just the ingredients but also you because you've now put yourself in front of the camera so how you talk how you say like a particular word or what was a comment that you found very like there's hurtful. so many you talk too fast somebody would say you talk too slow these are things that i honestly didn't think i would be signing up for because instagram was never that kind of space and again as i said it would mostly be around food mm-hmm. so you also don't take those things too personally mm-hmm. so even if somebody thinks that cupcakes not that nicely frosted i'm just like it's the cupcakes fault <laughs> not my but then if somebody comments on you know how you look or how you talk then you kind of you know these things mm. then affect you mm. a little bit so i was uh, in the first few months of being on the platform i was struggling with that and i was like why is the focus so much in me and why are people not talking mm. as much about the recipe so i wasn't used to that kind of mm. feedback coming in and i think it's taken me a long time to kind of it's uh, hurtful yeah exactly and people and then, don't realize that they don't exactly it's also uncalled for because yeah. again if i'm not what you want to watch then you can literally just exit the video <laughs> and maybe go to my blog and just read the <laughs> recipe if you don't want to hear me talk 
so that <laughs> took me a while to get used to and even in terms of the content strategy it was very very different because mm-hmm. i realized that it's not the same audience at all in terms of whether i want to do the content in hindi english what kind of recipes i want to do if i want to do recipes at all or not now i do like a lot of video concepts beyond recipes challenges mm-hmm. testing things out so yeah like any other new platform it took me a long time to figure it out but now we are at 1 million so i'm Woo! happy <laughs> <laughs> now it's 1 million so finally yeah. <laughs> no i mean it's really and like i said right i've been a cheerleader from the sidelines yeah. seeing this journey and every time something happens or birthdays is when we like yeah. message and i'll be like i'm so proud of you and you and i always i'm like don't change because yeah. i know what success can be and what it can do and i've experienced it and i see it around me yeah. so i'm always like feet firmly on the ground like i feel so protective yeah. um of you and i'm really happy that so far yeah you haven't changed and if you do i'll like give you one smack yeah, and you will, you. I, know <laughs> I, that, I will yes. i will send a message but tell me what has that success been like for you like you're recognized everywhere you go people come to you they say they're big fans yeah. uh, they want to take pictures with you how does that make you feel it feels great honestly and again you know it's not something that any of us expected at home or otherwise mm-hmm. and it's just something that i didn't set out to achieve you mm-hmm. know that was never the point it was never that i'm going to do this because i want to be famous mm-hmm. because when we started we were looked at like weird people who were doing like taking random <laughs> pictures and posting them so it was never the kind of exposure that is there now i know for a fact or that respect yeah exactly and i feel it creators who are starting out now they know exactly what they're signing mm. up for they take it professionally they take it seriously mm. but for me it was always something that i enjoyed doing so i never thought something like this would i, uh, I still you know, remember so it. clearly like maybe 6 years ago there was this bumble launch party okay that happened in uh, bombay they okay. just come and there was this big party thing and masoom actually walked in okay? okay and i know masoom from school and yeah. all that and masoom walked in and she's like i am a content creator yeah and no one said that right like we were Correct. all on social yeah. media and we were all like but i was like wow that confidence and that thing of yeah. just like owning it and exactly. saying this is what i do and this yeah. is who i am i think that with this generation of is it's so new right yeah. so it genuinely feels so good and my favorite part is when you know mom would come or like even my dadi and they would say that oh we met somebody and they recognized us and they said that you're from now even yoda gets recognized <laughs> like which is amazing <laughs> so you know i mean like these things i didn't expect yeah. at all starting out so i think that just makes it all the more special so this is the good side of it right yeah. there's one side which is the comments on yeah. the internet which you're still away from yeah. the one thing is you know the success that comes with it what are some of the really hard things that you deal with which maybe you don't share as openly there are moments of doubt we yeah. spoke about that just the impact of your mental health it's a machine that now Absolutely. needs to keep churning and the comments and all of that on social media is one thing but just one thing that i personally struggle with is creating a balance between my personal mm. life and my work life because mm. at the end of the day i feel like i end up spending so much time on my phone but tell me one thing i've also hung out with you a lot yeah i feel like it's life there's no like differentiation exactly so that demarcation is very yeah. difficult and that's something that you know i am still trying to figure out with my friends and mm. with my family and they're all extremely supportive mm. but then there are times when they would get pissed off because i am spending way too much time mm. on my phone and they're like excuse mm. me we're all here so spend mm. time with us but it just that in that moment it just feels so important to kind of address a certain brand inquiry that has come mm. in or if there's some upload that needs to be done 
anyone or if my editor is waiting for feedback mm. because I can't switch off that okay now I'm mm. out of the office so I'm out of the office mm. and my editor would edit a video at 12:01 because that's when he gets the mm. time so that kind of balance is something that I don't even know if there's any such thing as the perfect mm-hmm. balance, balance but, uh, but that's, that's something, something that, you that struggle I with. struggle with and I feel like it's kind of difficult to achieve especially mm. with this kind of a job because your job is being online mm. and being on your phone mm. so I think that becomes a little tricky for me you know for me when i started low 15 there was this passion right oh i'm doing this because i'm really passionate yeah and then it becomes so much about the work Correct. and it's like man even if you do something you're really passionate about yeah. there are days when you hate it i don't bake for myself anymore and that's sad but i don't bake for myself anymore i sometimes am not able to bake for my friends birthdays hmm. i remember when i had just gotten my kitchen done i would go and you know just work out of there or sit there now as soon as my work is over i want to get out of there and i end up baking something every day for videos and for content i don't remember i think the last time i baked without a camera recording it mm-hmm. which is sad, sad to be honest because yeah. the reason why i started the blog was mm-hmm. because it was something that i enjoyed doing it for myself mm-hmm. and now when you put it out for everybody and then you have that pressure of putting out a new recipe every day and uh, you have to churn out two youtube videos every week how do you deal with that yeah i'm like i can't even do like two reels a week and everything has to be different and do yeah. you even do it now for oh i think this could be an interesting recipe or is it like oh this is a formula and this is a format and i know yeah. this will do well this will perform well and yeah. i just multiply that i unfortunately feel that there is no way to kind of tell what would do well to a large extent because mm. it still is unpredictable mm. but again i know that if i do something with chocolate i have to make it eggless so that a lot mm. of more people will do it so i know the kind of recipes that would do well I remember my first post on my blog was a four layer orange cake with an orange curd filling between each layer and a meringue frosting <laughs> like that was called five things in a blender that and now can. I'll just do like a two minute chocolate mug cake you know because that's what people are searching for so again my style of baking has changed so mm-hmm. much now even in terms of using eggs now I don't remember the last time I baked with eggs now for the book we have started yeah. because this book is going to have a few egg recipes as well <laughs> but you know that's what i'm saying that my baking style has also changed so much but in terms of frequency to be honest it's something that has become my routine now that's the team that's what my team is aligned they know mm. that this has to happen i know that i have to take out two days in a week for youtube content so that just ends up happening it's my routine now i know that monday tuesday would be for reels and i have to do four reels every day mm. so all of that now is extremely systemized so that is not something that i honestly mm. struggle with a lot and also because even the content creation part of it while it's extremely stressful it's also fun for me mm. so i do look forward to starting each day but how do you maintain that it stays fun right or yeah. do you also like sometimes worry about cuz with the content yeah. world there's also this thing of relevance right correct so is that something that you think about at all i do you know looking at what other people are doing mm. and on social media that's you only see what other people <laughs> are doing and that gets to you at times and there's so many creators who started much after me and now they have bigger numbers and mm. that kind of gets to you but you know i just consciously kind of try and remind myself as to why i started but most importantly i also remind myself that what else would you rather be doing like what else can you do <laughs> so if you, you don't can do, do this, so yeah. much come on yeah but what else would you rather do you know like okay fine like you're doing this video things are not going smoothly you're probably making the same recipe for the fifth time to make it work but 
would you rather be in an office right now working <laughs> for somebody else and that kind of brings you back that okay yeah. i'm making it for the fifth time but it's still so much more fun so those kind of reminders i need very very frequently but that really helps for mm. me personally when i started i was very young as well and one of the things that bothered me a lot was that no one took me seriously yeah and for me it was always a question of gender and yeah. age did you face that when you started did you feel that not too many people or brands etc were taking you seriously and do you see that shift now when i was starting out i feel that more people have been nice and welcoming and supportive to me mm. but what i didn't like at all and that used to happen quite a lot is people who kind of patronize you and they kind of say Aww, that you so- you just starting out don't worry <laughs> uh, just think about the exposure you'll get and you're very young so how do you react to those kind of by the time i think i got out of it until then i didn't kind of know how to respond to that mm. and there were also times when people have been probably successful in mm. influencing me a little bit or like convincing me to take something up which i would you know probably mm. now not even mm. consider doing mm. because they kind of make it sound like they're coming from a place of a much larger experience and they have that kind of foresight for you which you probably don't mm-hmm. have at that young age but i feel that uh, now looking back those experiences have been few mm-hmm. and it's so important to just hold your ground and just have you know confidence in what you're doing and it's okay to say no to things even at that young age and i feel that a lot of credit goes to you because you know what i'm talking about <laughs> without using any details or names but i had once gone to a meeting with pooja i just thought this is going to be like a long discussion and you know we're going to be there for a while but i remember that without actually going around in circles or taking up anybody's time you just kind of very politely declined what yeah. was being put on the table for you and i think that was my first experience of actually looking at somebody you know saying no so firmly but and it, not without being rude which i think is so important yeah. but just saying no and i think that for me it's so difficult to just like tell people that okay maybe not right now or this is not something that i would like to but do so i also think we are similar in that aspect also where you're baking for a living like you want to yeah. make people happy correct you know you're pleasing people yeah. like that's a big part of yeah. the personality as well yeah. right even till today it's finally now that i'm just like so much like go back to that opera thing right like your cup needs to be full cuz you yeah. can't water from an empty cup so it's Absolutely, always about like yeah. if this is going to take away my time and energy and it's not adding anything to me yeah i'm just going to say yeah. no now for work even i've become very this thing that i know what i want to do and what i don't want mm. to do but uh, i feel that in personal life in general like outside of work i've still struggled to kind of disappoint anybody mm-hmm. but uh, when it comes to work even i'm just like sorry, <laughs> sorry. no <laughs> don't have time for that yeah. <laughs> okay on to lighter things what are some of the food trends right now that you absolutely hate and something that you love oh i feel like now i just hate all food trends <laughs> i just don't like the concept of food trends anymore because it tell just me, becomes tell, like what are some of the, what are some of the trends right now because they change also so quickly i don't think it's even a trend anymore but the butterboard thing say for example oh. that kind of took over for a bit and i'm just like why do you want to first spread it on another surface and then just use your bread to scrape it off and you can just spread it onto your bread directly so yeah, i i just didn't understand the logic behind it at all I saw something on Tanmay's uh YouTube channel about 
someone taking pani puri and then adding maggi inside pani puri and then putting some like hot sauce you or anything that's the thing like that's <laughs> i I'm feel like, like yeah. why would you do it but it must have had like 5 million views yeah but i think that's like, also like coming from a place of pressure where everybody's trying to do something that would go viral or something mm-hmm. that would catch somebody's eye or something that would help them stand out do you feel the pressure to go viral with your recipes do you feel that I feel that you know I've been doing this for 10 years now mm. and when I started out there was no concept of going viral especially mm. in the food space and there was no you know short video concept mm. and all of that so I've never been that person like I don't come from that school of thought of you know going mm. viral of course when your reel picks up and you get like 5 mm. million 6 million views that's amazing but I've never done any of these trends on my mm. social media you know we've spoken about different routes for you in the future yeah. What is something that you know when you chart and you look at your plan? What does the big picture look like for you? So I want to definitely be in the digital space. It's ever changing, and then there's so much happening, and I feel like I've only touched the tip of the iceberg, and there's mm. just so much to explore. Mm. You know, while making digital my main focus, I also want to do more tangible things, which may not exactly be opening, say, like a brick and mortar store, mm. but I definitely also want to get into, you know, maybe having my own range of bakeware and things like that, which mm. could be something tangible that could reach my It's audience also. Yeah. I know I I <laughs> need been, to I've been pushing exactly. him to do this for but my focus I've realized will always be digital because mm. I genuinely truly enjoy mm. creating content and being able to interact with so many people in one go so I know for a fact that even if it's a new platform that I will kill myself to get on to or like yeah <laughs> I mean again as I said I it's it's a painful experience to get on to any new platform yeah. but I know that if I take it up I will do it and I'll do a good job. It's amazing. Yeah. So my last no sugar coat question for you. Yes. Is that if you had to go back 10 years, 11 years when we first met. Yeah. And you had to go back to Shivesh then and you know give him one piece of advice with everything that you know now. Yeah. What would you say to him? I would just tell him to not be so in two minds about everything and just kind of not go to, like, for it. Not like second guess yourself. And yeah, not to second guess myself and not to always be in a space where you want to look for other people to have done the same thing so you get that confidence in yourself to also be able to do it so even if you feel that nobody else has done something similar i would kind of tell him to just take that leap of faith and i just wish i knew back then that it would work out well mm-hmm. and it would fall in place but i think if i had that kind of confidence and foresight i feel that i would have done my content creation even in the few initial years much more professionally and systematically but i'm making up for all the lost time now that's amazing <laughs> awesome thank you so much thank you i hope you like that episode and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on spotify apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast and this year we have video so search for pooja dingra on youtube and don't forget to like and share this video and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss an episode